It seems to me that the gospel today describes the American dream. This is the land of opportunity, and we have generally say anybody who applies themselves well can find their fortune. So here's this guy who did something right and suddenly found himself very rich. Well, what do you do when you suddenly find yourself very rich? Say you won the lottery, the Ohio lottery, a couple million dollars, it's now in your pocket. What do you dream about? Retiring? Getting a bigger, better house? Maybe getting a nicer car, going on great vacations, whatever. With his good fortune, the man in the gospel did something predictably American, I think. He has what now appears to him, now that he has resources, cramped buildings that probably need extensive upkeep, kind of like our own buildings here at St. Sebastian. And when the windfall came his way, he unsentimentally tore down these old buildings and he built bigger, better, and shinier new ones in which he could put all this stuff that he had accumulated. And he bought a phone. <laughs> and then he did what most people hope to do, live comfortably without working. Does this seem unusual? Or even, doesn't it seem maybe prudent? The other day I was wearing my black coat jacket over my clerics and I was talking with a guy in our parish and noticing his jacket. It was razor sharp, very nice. And it got me thinking about my jacket. I bought my jacket early in my last assignment. And I've been with you for 11 years. I was there for three years. So that jacket's about 14 years old now. I didn't realize it until I was talking to this guy. It's older than Sebastian, and Sebastian is an old dog. I started thinking, next time I get some money together, I'm going to go out and get a new suit coat. Is this so unreasonable? My jacket still covered my body, it's okay. It hadn't reached the state in which my mother used to say to my dad, you are not going out of this house wearing that, so. <laughs> Reading the lives of the saint, one might get the impression that, yeah, you don't need to do this. Saint Francis, we have over here, comes from a very wealthy family, right? He was going to be set for life. What does he do? He gives it all away. Even the clothes he was wearing, he takes off and gives back to his family so he'll be free from it all. St. Anthony, the early hermit, went to Mass and heard the words, uh, uh, go sell what you have and give to the poor. So he did. He went and sold all his lands, gave away all his money to the poor, and went out and eventually lived in the desert. Have you ever heard the word tawdry? It means cheap or of low quality. You know, you might say this, this plastic ring is tawdry. It comes from Saint Audrey. She was a princess and she gave up everything to live an austere life. And when they would have Saint Audrey Day festivals, they would sell these cheap necklaces and people would wear them. And they were Saint Audrey necklaces which became tawdry, right, in her name. Does this mean that we people should divest ourselves of unnecessary things, give away, 
people in this parish have. There's a table in the rectory. It's a great table. It's made out of three fish, giant fish, brass fish, and the heads of the fish are on the ground, and their big tails come up and support this thick glass top. The way that it ended up in the St. Sebastian Rectory is that there was a couple in this parish who decided that their level of comfort to which they had risen to them seemed unreasonable, much more than they needed. It seemed foolish. So they decided to downsize and they invited me over to their house to pick out some furniture for the rectory. If you remember, we were turning the rectory from a... uh, 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 business building with all offices back into some living space. I said, oh, this is perfect. It's exactly what I need. I, I, all I got in many of the rooms is dead ferns. So that was great. We went over there and picked out some furniture for the rectory, which is still there and very useful and I'm thankful for. And they said, what about this table? And I said, I really don't have use for this table. But when all the furniture was delivered, there was the table. And that thing is heavy. And we moved it all over the place, just trying to find a place where it would fit. And finally, uh, where it ended up is on what we call the loggia. There's a picture of it on the front of the bulletin today. It's that where the arches are that extend off the um, uh, rectory. It looks perfect there. I love it. Anyway, that was their move to refocus their resources in a different way, to live differently, to choose that. Now, you might think from the gospel and my story so far that heading into poverty is the path to holiness. And it is, for some. One time I went on a retreat, and I got there late, and they were already having their first uh, session. So I walked in and snuck in and sat in the back, and the first words I heard, and the only things that I really remember from that entire Uh, retreat is, poverty is not holiness, but a path to holiness. We often neglect the fact that there are people that we venerate who were wealthy. The Magi, Abraham, David, Solomon, the Empress Saint Helena, Saint Louis the Ninth, Saint Elizabeth of Hungary, Saint Thomas More, Saint Catherine Drexel. Uh, we have Saint Therese back here. Uh, she was not wealthy, but her parents were, and they're saints. And there's many more. And further in on the challenge is that those of you in this room belong to the wealthiest society that has ever existed. We have more things and more freedoms than any society has ever had before and that any society, most of the societies that are around today, we live better than kings and queens of the past. Wealth may make the job more difficult, but it is not impossible. Whatever your means or lack thereof, There's only one good thing to do with it. Become a saint. The problem with our guy in the gospel isn't that he earned a lot of money. 
It was that he didn't use it to any good purpose other than himself, the greater good, did not give thanks, was not led closer to God. He focused entirely on himself. He didn't help the poor. He didn't sponsor any great art. He didn't start an education endowment. He didn't build a temple or any such thing. He focused in on himself. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody and the most common words outside of the and and that they use are I and me, right? They just suck the life out of you. I, if you remember, I, I was at these past few days, I was at a seminar some, uh, in uh, Kansas City and you run into people and you talk to them and there's a couple of people there that it's all they could do is talk, I, me, and my place and what I do. And you know, when you get away from them, you're like, oh, I'm free, finally. People live that way too. It's all about the, it's all them, it's all about me. That's a heavy toll on friendships, on families, on communities, on a nation. Vanity of vanities, saith Koheleth, all is vanity. So in whatever you are wealthy, it could be money, land, resources. It could be love. It could be education. It could be your great charisma. It could be talent. It could be beauty. It could be faith. Whatever it is, don't let it rot in a barn. Join in God's mission. Even if what you are rich is, is suffering, you have a great opportunity to offer it up for someone you love. Remember earlier this year, actually, I guess it was last year, when we began our 90th anniversary and the bishop was coming to help us do a kickoff uh, mass, I had Bell's palsy, remember? And I recovered rather quickly and rather thoroughly. I was amazed, actually. And just last week, this lady came up to me and said, at that time, she was going through surgery and she was in an incredible, incredible amount of pain. She said, I just wanted you to know, I offered all that up for you, for your recovery. Easily, she could have made her suffering all about her Woe is me, victim status, which everybody loves victim status these days, and nobody would have blamed her, including me. But she was rich in something, and she gave me a gift out of all estimation and its worth. Her generosity and her riches inspires me to try to be better myself. And I bet you too will remember and think on her more than anybody else in my homily today. May what she does inspire you to use whatever riches you have to become a saint.